Hello and welcome to the Goals Win Games podcast. This is the first episode and I have my very, very good friend Simon alongside me. So, hello Simon. Hello, hello, hello. What a lovely, beautiful voice that is. Um, The first thing we can do is we can introduce ourselves. So, would you like to go first Simon or would you like me to go first? Um... I'll, I'll let you go first, but I do want to mention that I'm really glad that I, you told me to mute myself because I let off a massive sneeze while you're doing that oh, intro. Well, that's really good because we don't want sneezes because that would really hurt the listeners' ears. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I am <laughs> I'm, I'm Will. Um, I am a Wigan Athletic supporter uh, because that is my local club. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I am 18 years old, and yeah, no, I live in Wigan, so there you go. Over to you, Simon. My name is Simon. I am a Chelsea fan, of course, born and raised blue. And I, well, I'm nearly 20, and we're here to chat about football and how goals win games. What a quote from the very famous Michael Owen. Last English Ballon d'Or winner, in fact. 2001, if I'm correct. I mean, with the genius game like knowledge that he has of goals win games. Like, honestly, how did he not I don't win know why that man isn't a manager. Let's face it, why isn't Michael Owen a manager? <laughs> I mean, of all the players okay. that I expected to venture into management, I would really expect it to be Michael Owen, <laughs> considering his, his large technical knowledge and... He's just, he's just a great guy, isn't he? Who wouldn't want a Michael Owen? On the note, on the note of, of um, players turning into managers, um, obviously the Chelsea match today, Atletico versus Chelsea, so we can we can date the podcast. We won 2-0 today. I was very happy. What was really, really funny was um, the cameras kept panning to Thiago Silva, who's injured, right? So he's not even on the bench, he's just in the bleachers. And you could just see Thiago Silva shouting at our, at our defence, trying to organise them, while Thomas Tuchel's just sitting down, just chilling. <laughs> he's the real manager. We've got a new Manchester United situation here. wonder why Chelsea's defence is so good. Nah, that's Thiago Silva, mate, not Tuchel. Oh, no, our defence is insane. 913 minutes without conceding a goal. That is insane. Do you know what else is insane? Three matches, three wins against Manchester City since 2013. Just thought I'd let you know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. In three games. League One Wigan. Yeah. League One Absolute Wigan. kings of the table. Well, I'm not going to get into why we're in League One, but that could maybe be for another day. Another day, indeed. Mm-mm. Uh, so, any thoughts on the uh, on the Chelsea match in general? Um, I mean, we dominated. I have actual hope that we might actually make it through the Champions League a little bit longer, as long as we don't get Man City or Bayern Munich. Uh, what I was think the anyone st- other than that? What was the stat of uh, Chelsea going not into not past the round of sixteen? It's been seven years since Chelsea made it past um, the round of sixteen. We get knocked out in the round of 16, have done for the last um, seven years, or we just don't make it in Do you at know what all. Else so we're either Europa League or... Seven years ago. Wigan were no, in the no. Europa League seven years ago. That's how long were they ago actually? that was. Yes, we were, because we won the FA Cup. That's mental. That's mental. Knocked out in the groups, but you know, we were, we were the first ever championship side, or the first ever club to win the FA Cup and get relegated and I'm pretty sure it was the first ever championship side or uh, second division side maybe I'm wrong on that uh, to be in the Europa League that is interesting on the talk of the Europa League the matches that are going to be playing tomorrow are going to be interesting we've got Rangers versus Slavia Prague which is 1-1 at the moment which is a pretty big game We've got Milan versus Man United, which last time was definitely Milan's game. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Tottenham versus Dynamo, that should be pretty easy. I mean, they're 2-0 up. They're away from... That was at home goals, though, so it could still be turned around by Dynamo, but probably not going to happen. Roma versus Shakhtar Donetsk. Roma being 3-0 up, so again, another nothing game. And Olympiacos, you know, away at Arsenal... 
you'd have to see some heroics uh, for them to overturn the 3-1 deficit. Mm, true. I mean, Arsenal aren't in bad form at the moment after being Spurs. But that game what did seem a bit... I don't know if you watched the penalty that Lacazette got, but basically he just completely slices the ball and for absolutely no reason the Tottenham defender decks him. <laughs> oh, 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 I think I might have seen that. I've, I've definitely seen... Uh, oh, you mean the, the Premier League match? Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I saw that. It, it was Sanchez, wasn't it? Um, I mean, also, another another matchup tomorrow in the Europa League. We've got Ajax versus Young Boys. But they're very happy. Uh, not that the fact they've got Young Boys. That'd be a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they're 3 no. okay, anyway. Oh, But home goals. So, um, still could be turned around by Young Boys, but... Um, I've not seen oh, I mean, boys happen, stand up for themselves since, uh, well, <laughs> I would say something, but I don't want to get cancelled. On the note of young boys, let's talk about which camp you are in, Mbappe or Haaland, Both which is a big topic. Is that correct? Just big that. topic in football at the moment. I can search that for you. Uh, I think they're both like, I think they're one's 22, one's 23. I mean, I think Haaland's 22. Haaland, I, Haaland was born in 2000, so he's oh yeah, no, 21. Oh, I, I just remember him saying he was getting old. He said in an interview he's somewhere, 20. I'm getting old, and I was like, you kidding me? The man has, at the age of 20 years old, 20 Champions League goals in 14 games. Mbappe's 22, games. Haaland is 20. 14 games. Isn't that just mental? 14 games, 20 oh, games in the You know what I was thinking about today? You know what I was thinking about today? Because um, there was a there was a lot of talk about how just poorly Atletico was playing. They were talking about um, Lamar, one of the Monaco boys, yeah. that was in that huge team that, you know, finally beat PSG after so many years. And there was so much talk about how good that Monaco team was. But if you really think about it, was that team actually just in Mbappe? <laughs> well, we can, you can make that argument, but... Mbappe's a very, very different player. Even at the age of 23 to Haaland, they're very different players. I, I saw Thierry Henry talking about it today. Obviously, he didn't want to back either side, um, being French. Um, but <laughs> um, he he was saying about the fact that um, Mbappe's a much more Henri-type player because if, you, if you're looking at people that have the most goals and assists uh, or the people that have sub 90 goals and assists in the Premier League history. Thierry Henry's at the top, uh, followed by Sergio Aguero, who's who looks to be on the way out, really, at Manchester City. Um, but yeah, Thierry Henry's at the top, and he, not only did he provide 177 goals, I do believe, in, I think, 227 appearances, he also pre- he also gave 74 assists. And that's much more Mbappe numbers. I'm pretty sure Mbappe, at the minute, is on 25 goals with in the Champions League with uh, about... 16 assists at this current mm. moment in time mm-hmm. which is a much bigger contribution than Haaland's 14 20 goals and only 2 assists so you can really see the type of player I think the, the good but, comparison no, but that's what I'm saying I'm saying that, that because if you think about all those players that got sold for that Monaco team which was basically picked apart by all the big clubs right Thomas Lamar was supposed to be an incredible player in his own right comes to Atletico, barely gets played, hasn't the past few years. He's been there a while, he just hasn't made an impact. As a Chelsea fan, Bakayoko was supposed to be this big, great central defensive midfielder. Absolute flop. Just didn't do anything for us. He just wasn't the player that we thought he was. And it's the same for a lot of players that came from that Monaco squad. It's, it's hard to pick out one of them that has actually done well, other than Fabinho. This is, this is a thing. I've, I've just got the list up here. Erling Haaland, you know, breaking the record of goals to get to 20, 20 Champions League games. Sorry, games to get to 20 Champions League goals at 14. The next there is Harry Kane at 24. Then then it's got Alexandro Del Piero, Alessandro Del Piero, Ruud van Nistelrooy, Filippo Inzaghi on 28. I mean, you, you look to wherever Mbappe is on this list, and I think he's on, I don't know, let's have a look. See if I can find him. He's not even in like the top. I mean, Marco Simeone took less games than Mbappe to get to 20 mm-hmm. Champions League goals. 
Not to Bernardo Silva's doing fine. On the note. Of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is one of, of what I was talking about previously. Well, I just realised. Yeah. Green Benzema, 34 games. Rivaldo, 33. Mario Gomez, mm-hmm. where's he now? 32. God, Mario Gomez, that's Neymar. a name I haven't heard in so long. Neymar took 35. Cavani took 35. Zlatan Ibrahimovic took 48. Henri took 50. Oh, actually, no. That was a lie. I went onto a wrong list. Ignore what I said. <laughs> that, is a, that is a mistake there. I was just trying to find a list that had more than what I was seeing. But it started looking at goals um, in the Champions League. Which, um... which which camp do you think, though? Which do you think is the better player? If you were to put them in a squad, who do you think makes the bigger impact? To a bad team or to a good team? We'll do one for both. To a bad team, we'll start A bad with. team is Mbappe. I think Mbappe is much more of a complete player. I think Mbappe co- connects the field better. Being a World Cup winner at the age of... In his, he was in his teens, was he, when he won the World Cup? Or not yeah, 19. Great. 19, I think, when he won the World 19. Cup. 19. Um, and also the fact that Haaland's, as I said, very one-dimensional, which isn't a bad thing. Some teams just need that striker. Yeah, he's just, a, he's just a striker. To just score as many goals as possible. That's why he'd be a good fit for Chelsea, speaking of him. Um, mm. Whereas you, you talk of an Mbappe, you're more thinking Real Madrid... Or maybe even yeah. City, or if you're really thinking wide, whether they have the money or not, uh, Tottenham. But Tottenham probably don't have the money. <laughs> it's, it's true though. He'd make a very good fit into the Tottenham side. However, Tottenham need to focus on improving the defence rather than improving their attack because, let's face it, the attack mm. isn't the problem at Tottenham at the moment. Well, yeah, I mean, watching Davidson Sanchez cut down Lacazette after Lacazette just struck misses the ball. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty bad. But um, so that that brings to the topic of where should they go? Where do you think Haaland should go, and well, where do you think Mbappe should go? Well, if I'm, I'm I'm broadening my mind to summer transfers, I'd like to see Messi at City, Ronaldo at United, Haaland at Chelsea, and then Mbappe would. Is he that much of a Thierry Henry fan to follow in the footsteps and go to Arsenal? You know what? Arsenal could really do with an Mbappe. Oh, absolutely. I think that's actually a player that they could really like. That is, really that is what they need. It's just they cannot afford him. I don't think Arsenal but I wouldn't say it's a bad choice. I really don't but think But I, I, think, I think his place is probably Real Madrid. Yeah, but more and more, if Haller moves to the Premier League, and you've got the big players in the world in the Premier League. How mm. easy will it be for the Premier League Mbappe? looks more and more attractive, of course, because we've got the biggest clubs in the world. We've got Liverpool, we've got Man City. Obviously, Liverpool aren't that great this year, but they're still a powerhouse. You know, I mean, if you look at the past two years, they've just been unstoppable. Bad year. They've had a lot of injuries. It's been tough because of COVID. So it's semi-excusable. I mean, we can all laugh at them and everything, but they're still an incredible team. You still fear them every now and again. You still fear them when you play against them. No. Talking of big six clubs in the Premier League. Hmm? Talking of big big six clubs in the Premier League, do we do we think that that order should be changed around to include Leicester? Or do we think it's too early to make that change? Hmm. Because Arsenal, with all the history they have, have not performed to the level of of Leicester City since Wenger left and that's just facts I'm pretty sure maybe the first year Wenger left when Leicester was still like a 7th place team but under Brendan Rodgers that that team that side is is incredible and I I genuinely believe the only reason they didn't make top 4 last season was purely because of Covid I think they would have absolutely made it if it wasn't for Covid and it's to Chelsea's Chelsea's uh, saviour almost yeah, I, no, they no, it's not to Chelsea's Europa. benefit. It's, it's not to Chelsea's benefit. It's to Man United's benefit. Oh yeah, because you two, yeah, but they crashed out the Europa League this year as well. Mm. So it, it makes which me is wonder. crazy. I really didn't think it's that was crazy. Gonna I was I was very very surprised about that. 
unbelievably surprised. It was it was such a shock. I don't know if they didn't take it seriously. They had all the possession. They had more shots and the same on target. It just looked like Slavia, Prague. It was like just, a grab and smash. It was just a grab and smash. Yeah, it just looked like they just got the look of the draw. I mean, in both... In but both how games, do you grab and smash two matches? Because they didn't perform... I mean, each match they had the most possession. But they got out... This is the thing. They got outperformed away from home to Slavia. So it was almost justice, if anything. Because they, they definitely got outperformed. But mm. they they went to their home ground, outperformed the, the team, and they got, they got unlucky in the end of it. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I really thought... You asked me at the start of the season who's going to win the Europa League. Le- Leicester would have been up there. Definitely. Yeah. They're already out. And they're already then again, out. the Europa League got a lot harder opponents with the with my chat United with how the yeah with how the Champions League played out. Yeah, and also into uh, not into Milan, Milan also being there. Milan are a good team. Milan not surprising team. they got kicked out, but their group was no, probably no, quite no. bad. I, I I'm almost certain Milan were always in the. Were they always? That might I, be the I, case. I, yeah, I no, no, you're probably right on that. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't. They didn't make Champions League qualification. They actually had to go through the Europa League qualification. They had to play against mm. a an Irish team in the first match where they won two. <laughs> oh, imagine imagine being some Irish team and it's like, yeah, you got Milan. You got into Milan. Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> you've got into Milan. Unfortunately, they were away from home. It's not into. Imagine Milan. being an Irish team. Sorry, yeah, Milan. We're idiots. No, sorry. Yeah. You've got Milan. Imagine being an Irish team and going to Milan's home stadium. That'd be amazing. That must Imagine be sick. Experience. That's a, that's a good experience. But they didn't. They didn't. Milan oh, went right, to Shamrock Rovers. Yeah. Milan went to Dublin <laughs> into the Tallagate Stadium and lost 2-0 oh, with a Zlatan Ibrahimovic goal and a Hakan Chananoglu goal. To be fair, if you're an Irish side and you've lost 2-0 to Milan... When they've, they've, they've fielded a strong team, you know, I'd take that. I'd take that. As an Irish yeah. fan, that must be a mm-hmm. really good experience. See Milan. See Zlatan Ibrahimovic. When do you ever think Zlatan Ibrahimovic was just going to rock up in Dublin? <laughs> <laughs> Out for a sesh. One of the, one of the, one of the key victims of the Ronaldo and Mbappé. No, Ronaldo and Messi era. Zlatan Ibrahimovic in any other time frame would have been would have had a Ballon d'Or. It's just simple as. Same with Suarez. Same with Neymar. Neymar's still got years left on him though. Lewandowski should have got his Ballon d'Or this year. Whether they whether Prime they... that hasn't been given to him. I don't think he'll get it again though. That's the thing. I think Haaland's... Perf- Do you know what? Shout a comment about up and coming Ballon d'Or. I know we're only early in the year but who would you give... If you had to call it now who would you give it to this year? This year alone? What is it, March, mate? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shit call, but... I don't know, Lewandowski's he's doing bits, mate. Have you seen him in the Champions League? Today he scored again. But would he not edge towards giving it to Haaland? That I don't know. Good don't... 2021 so far. I mean, you, you can say that, but didn't the Mbappe hat-trick against Barcelona happen? 2021, yeah, it did, didn't it? That was that, that was, was an incredible solo performance to break down Barcelona. Yeah, he, he's a quality player, Mbappe. He's very, very good. But shots per goal, three point six for Mbappe. Shots I per do, goal for Haaland, one point eight. I do honestly think that we're probably moving into another era of just two people winning the Ballon d'Or, and I do think it's just going to be Mbappe and Haaland. But I, I. It really depends where they Neymar. go. Neymar's got a chance. Because if Haaland goes to the Premier League, right, and he goes to like Manchester United or something, and they just don't perform like they should, it's just going to completely like ruin his very good start to his career. Like they need to pick good teams to like really build on. Do- you Dortmund know? aren't playing well. Dortmund aren't they're, they're struggling to stay in the top four fight in the yeah, Borussia Dortmund yeah Haaland yeah, he's still, the only shining light he's still I mean I think Sancho's had an okay season and so I think Bellingham as well but it's, they've been on and off Haaland's been there and 
you've got to think that he's still respected and he still performs in the Champions League because of that. And I even think in a poor United team, he'd still perform. But then I can say that for Chelsea as well. I think United and Chelsea are the two main ones for Haaland. However, I still question the fact of whether he'd want to join Manchester United due to what Roy Keane did to his father. Well, people, so it was interesting because I was I was having a look and they were, I saw a lot of talk about how um, Haaland might go to Man City because obviously that's where his dad played, right? So that's probably got a, that's probably got some form of special place in their family, as well as the fact. That Man City are looking for a striker because I don't think Gabriel Jesus is quite up to snuff. Yeah, and Aguero, as you said, is is out. No matter how great of a player he once was, he is he's getting on. He's getting old. He gets injuries. You know. Yeah, he, he, Aguero's. And they have the money. They do have the money. Of course they do. But I I think I think the mo- the player I'd like to see to go to Man- Manchester City is is Messi. I... Do you think they? You get Messi and Haaland. Oh my god, that would be the most disgusting transfer window. I don't think anyone's got a chance if they have Messi and Haaland. I don't think anyone has a chance. Yeah. If they get Messi I think and Haaland, that's, that's, that's game two, three Haaland. years. That's domination. Because Messi is such a he is such a good player at creating chances. Do you want to hear Haaland this? Haaland would hear those this? chances up so badly. Saying that, Haaland could go to Barcelona. And mm. do bits because uh, Barcelona just don't Me- have them. Like I'm Messi sure they FC, do have the money. Messi FC plus to Stegen. But if Messi leaves, then it's just, they're just fucked. They are. No, that is very true. They're just already. They're just not good already. Anyway, what I was going to say is I've just had a look at the Bundesliga, and Le- Robert Lewandowski has scored 32 goals so far this year. Oh, that's good. 32 goals in 25 matches. Very good. Joshua Kimmich has 10 assists. But um, Haaland has the same amount of goals as the second place Andre Silva with 19. But Borussia Dortmund are underperforming. What, they're fifth? You know what? If we'd done this past podcast a few months earlier, I would be raving about how Zlatan Ibrahimovic was only a couple goals away from topping Ronaldo in less games. However, since then, Ronaldo's gone apeshit. He's gone. He's had some amazing last few games. He's gone, six, he's gone from 16 goals in about 19 games to 23 in 23. So... <laughs> And, and a, few people have ahead of, a few people have jumped ahead of Zlatan at the moment. And uh, he looks like he's having a tough time of it. But, you know, still, 14 goals in Serie A this season with not playing all the games. It's still a really good effort from Zlatan. And so, at the age of 39, that man is doing a fantastic job. And I really didn't think he could go back to Milan and perform. But he has done. And that's testament to how good of a player he is. Because he's... He never really had much pace, but he doesn't have it anymore, for sure. But the quality of a finisher he is, is is probably on par with Haaland, or maybe even below, to be honest, because I don't know if we've ever seen someone as clinical as Haaland. When can you think of the last time that someone had that good? Forty. He's 20 years old, and he com- he converts 44% of his shots. Compa- that is insane. Compared to oh, Mbappe, that's nineteen percent. He has nineteen percent. Is Mbappe? Oh, is that that's all we? Honestly, that is all Chelsea needs. We just need someone that's just going to bang a goal in. We have the people that will set up the chances. We have it. Kai Havertz in recent matches. Obviously, he's had a pretty tough season, right? Because um, obviously we spent two hundred million in the summer, and it's it's been pretty tough because we had Lampard. And he did well, and then he didn't, and then we sacked him, which was probably one of the biggest disrespects we could have done to a club legend. Yeah. But I say that, and we could be like, well, I mean, how much was Tuchel going to change? But now, sitting where we are, it's like he did really change a lot, and it's very clear how much Chelsea has stepped up a level, and how much those three players we've signed have stepped up a level. Not so much the egg. But Timo Werner works harder than any man I've ever seen. Only Kante works harder than that than Timo Werner. 
and Havertz, in the most recent opportunities he's had to play, has just he just looks world class. Like when he picks up the ball, he's like this is a player of quality. He just looks good on the ball. Just yeah. So if we can get Haaland just to finish it off, just have Haaland there with Timo and Havertz and great players like Mason Mount as well. We'll have an insane. I just think we'll be a powerhouse. It would be we would be really there. But it's convincing someone like Haaland to be like, we need you here to make us the best. Mm, absolutely. You know, rather than we are the best and you can make us better. Can I just put this into context now? I said 44% conversion rate for Haaland, and you can think of that and think, that's really good, but you don't know how good that is. Now, let me just try and put that into perspective. Now, there's a few players on here that will have dropped off. It is April the 2020, so Haaland isn't actually on this list. However, um, I don't, maybe maybe that was because of... I don't know why, but... Ronaldo currently is sitting at a 23% shots per goal, right? Messi's at 19%. Mbappe, I said 19%. Lewandowski, 23%. Lukaku, 23%. Immobile, 26%. The highest out of anyone other than Erling Haaland is Jamie Vardy, with 32%. So, so, not, so between Jamie Vardy... It's a Vardy party! <laughs> what, a, what, an under, what an iconic player. And what a great player. <laughs> The man is a bona fide legend. 100 goals, 100 and some goals in the Premier League, I think for two or something, 102. Even if he doesn't score ever again, the man is a legend. An absolute legend. Incredible player. What, a, what an incredible You know what, I'm just looking at the Premier League table and it's so mental to see how much it has changed since the start of the year. Do you remember when Southampton was top at one point? I do remember that, when they said stop the count. I remember that on their social medias. That was very funny. They're only four places from fourth. And how many points? Seven points from fourth. Which is like the difference between... Like, the top four teams at the moment. Like, seven points. Uh, well, everyone apart from, like, Man City. Who have just... Ooh. You know, zoom, zoom, kazoom. Maybe I am a idiote. Because I have a updated list of... Wow. That's amazing. Guess who's at the top of this updated list from January? From January? Since January. So from January. No, no, no. So up until January. Of all of the teams in the world. Mm -hmm. Since January. Um, I don't know. Is is it Ronaldo? Hyungmin Son. Since January? No, no. Up until January. Up until January. I was about to say, when was the last time Human Son did anything? I'm, I'm not surprised by that. Human Son was clinical. 42%. You'd only get a few chances. 42%. But it's, it's almost Harland numbers. Harland, Harland. <laughs> oh, more that I hope he comes to us more than anything. He's got a We've got the big page. bucks. We've got the big bucks. You've got We've got so much money. It's so fu- I know you have. Did you hear money. what the headlines were though? Chelsea have the so headlines much money. were. T- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Timo Werner and money for Haaland. Yeah, I'd take that if I was Dortmund. Timo that Werner would be needs good to for go Dortmund. The they get they get a proven over. they get a proven German striker who will do well in their league and perform well for them. That's what you thought. You and were they getting. get some money as well. <laughs> Well, yeah, but it's different in the Premier League, isn't it? But I, I really I like Timo Werner. I don't know, I don't know how other Chelsea fans feel, but when I watch Timo Werner play, it looks like he, he really wants it. He really wants to play. And today, he did a really quality run with an amazing pass off to Zio. Literally, it just made us calm down. We had a two goal advantage, and because we are the way we set up with the five at the back, we just Atletico just couldn't get anything on us. Mendy Belly had to make a save the whole game. How was Joe Felix? I never, I never watched the match. Joe Felix was okay. He wasn't that impressive. Everyone thinks he did a few good things. I think half of his transfer fee of 126 million was through the fact that he's Kaká's nephew. No, um, nephew. Yeah, nephew. 
And they do look very similar, if you look at them. But Kaká didn't have an amazing... He had a... No. The man was a, a legend. He was incredibly talented. Angelotti still calls him one of the, if not the most talented footballers he's ever managed. But his career in general had ups and downs. He was very, very good at one point. But he also didn't really have that long of a span of being that good. Mm. So his um a lot of his success came in his youth. Yeah. A bit like Wayne Rooney as well. Wayne Rooney peaked very early in his career. I wouldn't say Harry Kane's a bit like James Rodriguez. I like James Rodriguez. I think he's a quality player. I think he's an absolutely quality player, but he's just not consistent enough. But he still is quality when he's on the ball. You can see you can see he can find the pass. But um saying that, do we think Kane peaked earlier or do we think he's at his peak now? Or do we think there's still more to come from Kane? Kane is great. Kane is an incredible striker and he performs season in, season out, but he has stayed at Tottenham too long and if he doesn't leave this season, it's it's only hurting his career. I think like, he I can't can, I think see he him going further one more from the point they're at. One more season at Tottenham, I think he can leave it because he has got Mourinho. Mourinho's had his transfer window, you know, calmed everyone down, got the team together that he wants and if Levy spends the money, I mean, if I was Kane, I'd say to you, look, I'll stay one more season, but if there's no trophies, no big trophies, talking Champions League, Premier League, FA Cup, um, maybe even Europa League, but not really. Yeah, Europa League's decent. You know, it's still a very big trophy, and I'm sure there's a lot of clubs out there that love to win it. I mean, they just haven't won any trophies, so just exactly. a trophy would be nice, I'm sure. I, what I'd, yeah, that's what I'd say if I was Harry Kane. I said, look, Levy, put your money where your mouth is. I know you've bought a new stadium, but I'll leave in next summer, or I want to be allowed to leave next summer if there is no silverware by that time. And I think that, I think Mourinho definitely, as we've always said with Mourinho. He's 27 he's, though, he's like, he's in the prime years. No, I'd I say don't 29. think waiting another year to when he's moving on to 29 is the way. I just think he needs to leave this year, if, especially if they don't get any form of silverware. If they get, if they get the... Because uh, at the moment, leader. it doesn't look like they're getting any form of, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like they're getting European football at the moment. But if they win the Do you know Dali Ali is only 24? No. That's a lot. That's what I've just seen. No. I just looked up. I just looked up how old Kane was just to double check so I didn't spit no absolute jack. Sure he's not number right? 24. Dali Ali age. Not a chance. Not no, he's 24 years old. No, he's he isn't. He's 24 years old. He's 24. <laughs> he's 24. Here was me thinking he's washed up. He's 25 this year. He's what ages. He's 25 this year, but... He's what ages. When he had that amazing season in... Was it 15-16, the Leicester year? Was he what? Like 19-18? Wow. Must have been. And he's still a good player, but... He is still a good player, but... He needs to find a club for himself. Yeah, he needs to find a club. He needs to find a club needs, where he, a he can be the main man. And then he can move on to a Yeah, he needs a messy Lingard move. Yeah, exactly. Lingard, oh. Lingard is showing himself to be a really <laughs> oh. quality. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't support any Premier League team. Um, if anything, I anti-support Chelsea just to spite you. Uh, <laughs> but Lingard, honestly... What an addition to that West Ham side. If they weren't good enough already, what an addition he has been. And that that signing of Lingard could genuinely propel West Ham to Champions League football. But do they make the Champions League? Obviously, I don't want them to make the Champions League. As a Chelsea fan myself, <laughs> they'll be taking our precious spot if that was the case, but... Who do you think has got the better team? Between us and West Ham? Mm -hmm. Well, I think we have the better team. Do you, though? I mean, yes, I do. <laughs> but it's it's. do we think West Ham have the longevity to keep up this really good run of good games? 
Or do we think one bad result might knock them down? Say they like lose to a, a lower end league, ta- lower end team on the league table. Or do we think that knocks them down? Because they've lost, but they've lost to big teams. They lost to Man United and they lost to Man City games that are really hard to win. You know, but if they lost to a, like a, a Burnley or something, you know, what I mean, what are their fixtures? I don't know if West Ham have ever qualified for the Champions League. Have you been looking that up? I've been having a look. They qualified for Europa League a few mm. times. Maybe European Cup when it was... So, West Ham have Arsenal next, which I think that's going to be a tough game. Because Arsenal are in not bad form, I guess. But I, I just... I, I imagine them winning that one. But like, say this. They, they actually have Burnley, right? Do we think that they can hold on and be a strong enough team to beat teams like Leicester and Newcastle and Chelsea? And Arsenal in these next five matches that they've got, you know? Um... I'll tell you the next five fixtures, right? They've got Arsenal, then Wolves, then Leicester, then Newcastle, then Chelsea, right? Mm-hmm. And then they've got Burnley, and then they've got Everton. So the next seven matches, they've got four big, really big games. Yeah? Yep. How many of those do we really think they're winning? Who, who are we talking about? Because I don't think they'd be oh, Arsenal. I've, I've, I've lost my, uh, my train of thought. West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. I think they'd be Arsenal. I do think they'd be West Ham, Leicester. West Ham, Leicester. I think Leicester win that one, to be, to be honest. West Ham, Chelsea. I think West Ham. I think they're going to pull it out. I had no idea. Look, we can only speculate. It's not. It's not. It's not fact. So true. But fair enough. And then West Ham, Everton. Probably West Ham, unless unless we see a Hamas Rodriguez masterclass, which is coming sometime sooner rather than later. Um, it will happen. <laughs> Too bad for you because we got rid of his one to watch for Grinch. Yeah, Grinch. Yeah. On the topic of FIFA. It was a pretty fair trade. Pretty fair trade. Although, <laughs> my first yeah, no. thing. Still is upsetting that we got rid of um, got rid of him. But um, to to follow on to my point, I do believe that West Ham did qualify for the European Cup in 1986, 86-87 season, before it was a Champions League. Mm. But. Um, yeah, so um, they, they did, I think, unless the English League wasn't given the same app. Oh, no. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on, I've just thought of something. Oh, no. No, I've thought of something. Um, English club. You carry on talking about something. Okay, well, we've got, we've got a little list of topics here. We veered off pretty heavily, oh. but... We've got a list Sorry, of topics going on. I've got, I've got my um, the English <laughs> clubs had a five-year ban in the European competitions from 1985 to like 1990, and Liverpool had a seven-year ban. Why? This was because of um, a, I think, uh, I think there was a, there was a, yeah. So the following, the death of 39. Uh, Italians and Belgian football fans in Brussels after Liverpool fans tore down the fence and attacked uh, the Italian supporters with guns, knives and and bats. No! That was the reason for the the, the creation of the the Premier League to rebrand the English League and also led to the creation of the Champions League as well. So... Actually, the way that the Premier League is today was because of that ban of European football, because the the, the English league became rubbish because everyone left. Five years of no champ, no European Cup. Bye bye. That's what they all said. <laughs> bye bye is what they all said. <laughs> Thanks. <for that>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So- that's that is it. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. Okay, let's um, 
let's talk about the next topic that, that I had on the list is what do you think will be the most interesting games for the next set of fixtures for the Champions League so we've got eight teams because it's the quarter final wow good math yeah thanks quick math on that yeah eight teams right I'll, I'll give you a list of the teams now I'll, I'll right? be back in Porto for sure I'd love to see Porto. So we've got we've got Porto, Dortmund, PSG, Liverpool, Real Madrid, Man City, Bayern, and Chelsea. What do you want the PSG fixtures to be? Would be a good good match. Harland, Dortmund man. PSG is ha- a Harland banging match. Dortmund PSG is a banging match. Porto, Real Madrid, Chelsea, Bayern. Porto, Real Madrid. No, go away. Because you don't want to. <laughs> Please don't. And who Please don't. No. I don't want it. Man City, Liverpool. Ooh, that'd be a good one. I'd like to see that. Mm. So those fixtures that I've just listed there, I'd, like, I'd all so, like to see those. I was thinking, I was thinking really, like, I thought a, a really good match right now. And to really, like, show how good Man City might be is Man City by me. Oh, that would be a good match. No, that no, you're right about that one. If Man well, City like, could... Could it not demolish, but if Man City could put some on Bayern, like a 2 3 0 win, yeah. that'd really shake the footballing world in terms of yeah. the, the hierarchy of leagues. I mean, to be honest, just if Man City won, it would like really like put everything, like it would be like it would be crazy. Yeah. I think because then you just really have to rethink like who is the best club in the world. Because if Man City is beating Bayern, you know. Who are just just the most dominant team I've seen in so many years. Like last year, what they beat Barcelona eight one or something in a one leg match. Ridiculous numbers. I think it was two legs, but just ridiculous. Are we sure it's two legs? I'm not sure. I don't. I'd have to check. No, it was a one leg match. Eight two. One leg, eight goals. That's just utter destruction. Of one of the best one of the, one, of one of the Barcelona matches one of the Barcelona goals wasn't even a Barcelona player it was David Alaba so technically Bayern scored nine goals Messi, score? Luis Suarez oh. <sighs> isn't that crazy 8-2 absolute destruction one of the greatest teams of all time you know so is so they just seem so dominant and so incredibly good because their team is incredibly good they've got world class players playing in every position players that would get into any team David Alaba gets into any left back team let's be honest he's incredible yeah Robert Lewandowski easily the best striker in the world at the moment he's just all of these incredible players all around you know yeah I think Kimmich's so, a, big, a big part of that team as well Kimmich is incredible. I think Kimmich right? is a very good player, but I don't think he'll ever really move from Bayern. I feel like he's that type of player to stay for a no. very, very long time. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... You know what? Actually, I'll talk about that later. I'll, I'll come back to that. But I just think that Man City by Munich, if that was the that was the fixture, that is a... That is it. That is a must-watch match. That is a must-watch match. Me as a Chelsea fan, I hope we get Porto or Real Madrid. I think those are the two easiest ones to win. I think Real I'll say that now. I'll get, we'll get I, Porto and we'll lose. We'll I get Porto and we'll lose. Is, is easier than Porto. Oh, uh, they beat Juventus. Ronaldo's Juventus. Uh, yeah, but they did get. If you watch the match, they get, did get lucky. It was Juventus poor defending, more than much else. Yeah, but also just to put it in context, I think a team that is structurally sound in defence has a much better time against Porto. The first time, Messi and Ronaldo, it, just one of them hasn't made it past the round of 16 was what year? I don't know no clue 0506 so basically when they both weren't playing that's mental I think it might have been in Man United year that that would happen but Messi wasn't Messi wasn't really on the scene then that's crazy that's crazy um bonk 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 what I was going to say earlier Kimmich right I think if Kimmich ever does make a move, he should move to Chelsea of because he, he is a perfect Why wouldn't you think anything else? Why wouldn't you think anything else? <laughs> no, 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 but, I think but every if you player think of the only other player, <laughs> if you think of the only other player in the world that can rival 
Kimmich in that CDM role. It's got to be. I don't think they're the same player. I don't think they're the same player. I don't think they play the same role. Really? I really don't. I think I think I don't think Kimmich. I don't. I don't. Firstly, firstly, I'm gonna I'm gonna claim very very heavily. I do not watch any Bundesliga, so I not I cannot claim that I know anything about how Kimmich plays. I've got but, a feeling he's more of a hard tackling CDM that plays the ball a bit of alarm. Well, uh, Kante is a hard tackling CDM, but he's also he's just kind of everywhere. He's just everywhere. Obviously, you didn't watch the match today, but. Like the commentators at the end of the match was like, I don't know what it's been like, but it feels like I've been seeing three Kantes on this pitch, and it just was the truth. Kante was everywhere. It, literally, I don't think an Atletico player is going to be able to sleep tonight without seeing Kante's face, <laughs> <laughs> because he was just everywhere. He will be in their nightmares because they weren't able to pass the ball around because he would be, oh I'm here, oh no, no pass for you. Oh you got him behind, no lol tackle. Every single time. Well, he's, he's that type of player, but I don't. I don't actually think he's ever been. Maybe he's ever been at his peak at at Chelsea. Maybe the the first season he was there. But I, I've just got to think. First really, season, he's got that was probably his peak. Really, it was less. But he's, he's getting Leicester, back maybe. to it. This year, he's been really good. He's been really good this year. I suppose you never really see much of Kante because he's just not headlined he's in not, a way that yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't do much that you can see on a stat but, sheet yeah exactly but then when you watch a match you're just like like he has dominated this match you know he is everywhere yeah no, no. I agree we, we, that was the one key the key failure of, of, of when we were looking at oh look at Vardy look at Mares, look at how good they were and, it, and every, Kante yeah. almost slipped, slipped and that's why he sold for so cheap that, that man mental he, if you let's think talk about, about that 30 million for he was worth 100 million probably if we knew the reasons 30 million for Kante what a steal we paid that much for Bakayoko <laughs> we paid that much bits. we paid that much for Michu Batshuayi exactly I mean, not to mention that the Wiggins record transfer fee is 11 million, but we're not going to go. We over paid that. that much for Danny Drinkwater, and we thought that was. A you, good paid, deal. you paid more. Kante was a the fucking steal of the century. It might Absolute be one of the best transfers in the last 20 years. In terms of it's price, it is so good. 30 mil for Kante. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Incredible. Um, um, I mean, Ronaldo we've already, Messi. We've already this was a topic we wanted to chat about. We, where they've gone. No, but where where are they going to go? Because I saw... I didn't talk to you about this yet, because I, I wanted to, actually. But I have another time. Um, I've seen loads of newspapers covering that he might be going back to Real Madrid. And he's in talks with Real Madrid. Nah, not a chance. Which, um, which in a separate note, has had talks about Hazard maybe moving back to Chelsea. I don't really think we have a place for him anymore. But I do love that man, so... But anyway, that's not really what Hazard we're talking about. Hazard in shorts is the most lethal chance? thing in the Premier League. <laughs> that cake, though. That, that cake, though. Um, um, I think do you think Ronaldo there's moves... a chance that he goes back to Real Madrid? No. I think if Ronaldo moves... I think if he goes back well, to Real Madrid, I think Messi might stay. No. I just think... I, the only thing I can think of is the fact that Ronaldo, not only on one occasion, has stated several times which I'm sure that United fans cling on for the rest of their lives, that he will return. He wants to return. He wants to return. Not that he will. He wants to. At some point, he will. Mm. I think at some point he said he will return to United, to Manchester. Mm. And I see no better that would, time... That would be an incredible season. I see no better time than this year or next year because United need that talismanic striker back in the club, a leader. He's a born winner. Think about it. Messi at City, the only place he'll go in the Premier League, guarantee it. He wants to be back with Pep. That's when they had the best moments of the, his career, when he won listen, the most. Listen to this, right? Listen to this. Wouldn't this be the most insane, right, insane kind of Premier League season if it was Messi to Man City, Ronaldo to Man United, Haaland to Chelsea, and then Mbappe to Arsenal? Think about the rivalry is formed in that. And you've got, you've also got 
what is it? Um, London Derby, Chelsea, you've Arsenal, got Kane, though, Haaland, and Mbappe. We don't, don't even have to transfer Kane. Kane's there. I mean, do you know who That'd I can see insane. Leicester signing? As maybe a, a bit of a steel deal. It could still it could do some bits. Kareem Benzema. You laugh. That's an interesting one. I think he's a player that could slip under. Do you the... think Benzema's such a huge name in football? Obviously, I think I mean, he's a big player. He's still great. He's still great. He's he still, still a great, great player. But, right? I, but I does he go to Leicester? I think he's big enough to be a good player at Leicester, but not big enough to stand out at maybe another team. I think Leicester mm. are the perfect. When team we stand out at Real Madrid at the moment, I, he could still be. He could still chill in at Real Madrid for a bit of time now. But if he chooses to move, I think that Leicester would be a good team for, for him. I mean, Leicester Vard, Leicester Vardy, Benzema Vardy, that would be a very, very good strike partnership. Leicester Vardy, basically, <laughs> Leicester oh, Vardy. is nothing without Vardy. Well, we well, um, can say that. Which isn't I, true. I, I Harvey think, Barnes. Harvey Barnes with an equalizer. Ooh. Get in. <laughs> God, um, all we want is that future star heart. Yeah, no, we do. We'd like that on Harvey Barnes Um, we've talked about this before. We'll just, we'll, we've, we've talked about that topic, but there's not much more to expand on it. Maybe, maybe in future episodes we can. But another, another, another little, another little point that we think, and the last real point of this podcast, because we're getting on a bit now, is is the Big Six still the Big Six? I put in a very hard argument for. No. We touched we touched earlier, didn't we? We touched on it a little bit. We, you, you spoke about Leicester and Arsenal and whether they should really be switching places. But, um, let's have a look at the Premier League this year and the last few years. I'm going to get up the Premier League last year and the year before. So the last three years, which I feel like is... Last three or four? four. My, Do you want to... My personal opinion from history itself would still have the big six as the big six. However, from results, I'd say definitely Leicester, Tottenham, Chelsea, Man United, City, Liverpool. Because I just don't think Arsenal can live with... I think Leicester have a better team than Arsenal right now. Obviously, though, not as good history. I, 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 re- I really do. History is a big part of that, isn't it? Though? I really do think since since Arsene Wenger left, they only appreciated him. That he only finished out the top four once in like twenty three years, and look at where they are now. Successive seasons out of the top four, one of the worst starts. Okay, so I've got the last four. I've got the last four Premier League. Seasons. You know what? We'll go even further back. We're going to last five Premier League seasons. It's going to be even, I think, roughly. Or two, two, maybe one. Either way, I don't know. Five years is a good is a good comeback, you know? Obviously, we can't really change the Big Six because it's history, right? The history of the Big Six is the Big Six, right? We can't really change that. Yeah? Although, would you but say that... Maybe, if this trend continues... Newcastle were in the big six before Tottenham decided that they were I mean yeah, definitely that definitely is true but okay in 2016-2017 oh god bring me back bring me back to 2016-2017 you know who's at the top of the table I know who won that year don't you don't. a big blue badge mmm I didn't think name was Chelsea <laughs> shut up <laughs> Top four in 2016-2017 was Chelsea, Tottenham, Man City, Liverpool with Arsenal at fifth and Man United at sixth, Everton at seventh. Leicester 10th, right? maybe? I don't think they did too good. Leicester were 12th. 12th? Oof. But that yeah, was the year 2017, they sacked. 2017-2018. They, 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 what we've got to say is they made the quarterfinals and were the last standing team in the Champions League that year. Mm-hmm. Which is obviously some... In 2017-2018, it was Man City, Man United, Tottenham, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, with Everton, then Leicester. So, Arsenal again, not in the top six, but Leicester are nowhere near. Top four. Arsenal not in the top four, but Leicester nowhere near. 
right, but Arsenal missed out on European football completely. Everton far behind. Burnley did pretty well that year. No, no, they wouldn't have. They probably won the FA Cup, to be fair. They keep winning the FA Cup. Arsenal are serial FA Cup winners. Along with Chelsea, yeah. Those are the two big ones. Um, 2018-2019 was Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, Man United. Less. Everton 8th. Everton are just always kind of there. Leicester were ninth that year. Hmm. So, so only really in the last two, two years, years have Leicester made really. that meteoric well, in, rise. In into the last two top years is when they've, when they've signed a quality manager. Hmm. So now, uh, so last year, it was Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Leicester, Tottenham, as we probably all know very well. Probably watched that series season very intently, as I did, of course. Chelsea fan wanting to get top four. Frankie Lampard at the helm, you know. Just after a transfer ban, not too bad season for us, but Leicester are fifth, and Arsenal are eighth. Nowhere near European football, really. And this year, the and then the same has happened this year. This year, they're tenth at the moment, and it's not just their tenth; they're tenth and just not even in that top nine running, which is close. The top nine teams, no, okay, the second to ninth teams, yeah, Man United to Aston Villa, close. With all the games in hand that need to be played, with all the points in between, these are close points, right? Arsenal just aren't aren't on that level; they're just nowhere near. However, I would argue, I would argue that Man United and Leicester are a bit clear, being five points clear at least from everyone else. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd almost argue it's more of a top four battle, plus the possibility of Man Man United and Leicester being in that. Fairly badly in the next coming weeks to be in that situation, but it's not impossible. You know, Leicester still have to play six, uh, seven games. I think they still no, have to play ice. Oh, I sorry, uh, that's my bad. Uh, that's, I mean, thirty-six games or thirty-eight games in a Premier League season. 30... Thirty-eight games in a Premier League season. So we've still got nine games remaining, which is still nearly thirty points on the table. Twenty-seven. So, listen, these are this is Leicester's next few matches, right? In the Premier League, they've got Man City, then West Ham, then West Brom, then Crystal Palace and Southampton, then Newcastle, then Man United. Okay, they still have Man City, West Ham, Man United, Tottenham, and us to play, Chelsea, right? Those are huge games that they could lose, and if they did lose all of those, would take them out of the top four, definitely, you know? The next fixture, though, is... What is that? Their next Premier League fixture is Man City, but after they play Man United in the FA Cup. Is, what round is that? Is that the semi-final? Yeah, it's the Eastern Front. Or quarter. <laughs> the quarter. I'm wrong, it's the quarter. Yeah, it is the quarter. Chelsea got nice in the FA Cup. Chelsea got absolutely nice in the FA Cup. We got Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dearie me. It's Bournemouth, Southampton, Everton, Man City, Leicester City, and we got Sheffield United. The only thing better would have been Bournemouth. Yeah, no... <laughs> I, 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 agree. I understand, I agree with your points. Um, however, Leicester with a few more good seasons behind their back, maybe Champions League qualification this year, and pushing into I just, maybe... I, they just need more longevity, because the fact is Arsene Wenger did, did keep them in the top four for so many, many years. years. You're, you're not wrong. It's like Leicester would have to be a top four club and like competing for the next like, ten years, and then maybe we could be like, yeah, maybe the, the top six, the big six as a rejig, you know? They just need so to, they whether they have longevity, they need to put in a big sign. I don't think they've signed anything they big. They do. They ever. need to make a really good signing. They That's make good signing. Benzema, I think, is a good. They make good signings, but they don't make huge signings. Because yeah. what, like, was Harvey Barnes a signing? or Was he a youth player? I mean, even then, Harvey Barnes isn't that big of a deal when he moves. Like, who cared really? He's a big deal. He's great. Yeah, but he's great now. We know, and it's the same with Wilfred Ndidi. They make good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big deals. Like Tielemans, good deal. Very good deal. Great player, right? He's a quality Premier League midfielder. Yeah? Harvey Barnes, quality Premier he's League always midfielder. Been, he's always been right? a Leicester. He's a, youth, he's a youth team Leicester player. He's a youth player. But Tielemans definitely isn't. 
right? They make good oh, signings. Iosi Perez. Helemans was he was a good signing. Best signings I think Leicester have ever put in. And do you know what? If it wasn't for their performances over the last two years, he would have left. And he is potentially one of the most underrated midfielders in the world. I really don't think people but no how have good he is. Iosi Perez from Newcastle, thirty million. Good. It's a good deal. Iosi Perez is good. He's not like huge. He's not like game winning every single thing. But he's good. He's very good. Like I think he's good. I'd happily be like, yeah, that's a good player. I wouldn't put him in my team at Chelsea, but we've got huge players, right? That's the thing. They need bigger players to really compete you know, for longevity. You know? I agree. Um, well, we're kind of coming down to the end of our of our first episode of this podcast. Just breached over the hour mark. Any any final thoughts from you, Simon, about what we've talked to about tonight? Well, I general summary is we want to see a very interesting Premier League season next year with some of the massive big hitters, with hopefully Haaland coming to the Premier League and Mbappe. But I don't think we'll get Mbappe. I do think we'll get Haaland. Um, not Chelsea in general, just the Premier League. Um, other than that, I think just we, we've we've had a good chat about a lot of stuff. It would be really nice. I'd actually you? prefer to see Messi in the Premier League over Haaland in the Premier League. Really? I really would. I think... I think no, no. It's because you're a little, you're a little Messi fanboy, and believe me, I love Messi as well. I do think he's better than Ronaldo, in my opinion, and we share that opinion, right? But, but the fact is, Messi in in the Premier League will shut the people up who go, "Well, Ronaldo has played in multiple leagues and done it everywhere," right? That's what I presume. What you want? Yeah, you want to hear Messi come to the Premier League, but I also light it up, him. and people will be like, "Well." I'd also you like just to watch, watch him in the Premier League. I'd, I'd love to watch him. Yeah, I but... guess, because well, obviously in England, I mean, it's not impossible. It's hard to get, like, the matches that you'd like to watch of Messi and see him play and see him play in a great team again, which Man City is a great team. And so the, I guess it would be interesting just Man to City, see. Champions Leagues. And that's what Messi <sighs> likes the most. That's his favourite oh, competition. That's the fear of God in me. Messi, oh... Coming up against Messi, Messi playing against Sheffield United. Poor Sheffield United. <laughs> but the thing is, the question is, is Messi going to be able to perform against Sheffield United? What happens when they get when Messi gets stoked? Because I just don't think that happens in the league. They don't stoke people. But it happens all the time in the Premier League. It ha- it's happened to Chelsea more times than I can count recently with the Thomas Tuchel coming in. The very first game, Wolves were like, yeah, 11 men on the line. We're taking a draw here, mate. Yeah, but, he, but he's Literally. one of those players it's that like, I think... Ha- is he going to be able to break game. that down? I think he's one of those players that can change that game. And I also think... Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think we know enough about that. Because the thing is, Eden Hazard was... The reason Eden Hazard was so good in the Premier League is because he was one of those players that would change that game. He'd run past like four defenders who were all just sitting on the line and he'd score a goal. And that would be it. That's all he needed to do. He just needed to score that one goal and like we'd be fine, you know? And that's what like really quality players do. Bruno Fernandes does it at the moment as well. Like, yeah, he doesn't score against the big six and people have a lot of complaints about that. But he performs against the smaller teams and sometimes that's as important, if not more, because there are more smaller teams than big teams in the Premier League. And obviously you want to mm-hmm. beat the big teams to be winning the league. But those small matches against teams that just want to rock up and take a draw against you, like you need that player to he, batter he's through. He's got magic, and that's what very few players have. Eden Hazard, Messi, Ronaldo, Mbappe, potentially Haaland, Salah, Salah, and all those players that have that little bit of magic perform well and succeed KDB. in the Premier League. KDB, um, although not performing as well as he has but done this season. Still definitely has it. <laughs> oh no no no! We're, we're not going into that. that we're not going into that. Can be another. That, that'll be another episode. KDB versus. Well, we can we can make that another Fernandes. episode. KDB versus Bruno. But that will be a long one. That's a long one. Inst- we could talk all night. I'm very sure of it. But um, I'll, I'll I'll cap it off here. Um, I hope 
everyone here has enjoyed the first episode of of the Goals Win Games podcast. I nearly forgot the name again. Wow. Goals Win Games. Jesus, what a, what Jesus, a beautiful Jesus. quote. Goals Win Games podcast. Absolutely just most memorable quote. Goals Win Games, Derek. Goals Win Games. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And that is bye from me, Will, and bye from... You. Me, Simon. There you go. We'll get used to that. And um, until next time, everyone have a lovely evening, day, whatever you're doing, and we will see you in the next 3 a.m. Episode. 3 a.m. binge, whatever you're doing. Stop watching anime. I'm, I'm looking at you. Yeah, stop it. ASMR is also bad too. Don't do that either. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, let's just gatekeep every community from that one. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with those things. I'm just trying to pick out some people. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. And until the next one, goodbye. <laughs>